another episode of Hitting Pay Dirt by Impact Sports. This is episode number 11. I'm Alex Beaudry. Back with me, Mike Corwin. How you doing, Mike? Pretty good. How about you, man? Uh, happy late holiday, uh, Christmas. Today's tech, it's the 26th. Today's technically Kwanzaa. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Kwanzaa. Um, happy holidays. Happy Merry Christmas. Happy Christmas. That's the British. Happy Christmas. Oi, oi. Yeah. yeah. That, that's that's Australia. Don't get them mixed up. Oh, man. Well, if I'm not the most uncultured <laughs> person. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Do you, you have a good Christmas? Uh, yeah, it was good. Uh, got to hang out with my mom for a little bit. Um, so we're extremely Polish. You are extremely Polish. Uh, yep. <laughs> um, like, if you can't tell by the beater that I'm wearing underneath our... Uh, new unis so i need to give a plug to to alex sitting across from me we have impact sports uniforms some swag uh like hard swag nice i you want to talk about christmas i was like a kid in a candy store when those things finally came (laughs) in uh how was your christmas man it was good it was good um i have a three-year-old and like watching him go through christmas is way more fun than anything like i could get so it's it was it was good it was nice and yeah no complaints here i saw some of the videos of alex's kid his son um going through some of his presents simpler times oh i know i know it's it's amazing he loved it he got a lot and actually we didn't get too much stuff we still have gifts coming from my dad's side of the family so i I guess there could be more coming but we don't need a storage unit which is usually what happens when it's birthdays and christmas time with young kids so don't have that yet but probably coming but it was it was good eventually yep yeah um and you guys hosted a lot this year we did both days yeah last minute switch due to some covid stuff and luckily everybody chipped in and we didn't have to do all the cooking which cooking's half the battle so people brought food to us we just had to supply the house which was it was good but the other half of that is the cleanup bro yeah which like let me cook it and bring it over to somebody's house that is nice but again everybody jumped in they knew we stepped up last minute so people helped clean and yeah no complaints man it was good it's awesome all all things nobody talks about as you get older is like adulting responsibilities. One of those being hosting Christmas, multiple holiday events. Um, Barstool big cat talks about you always want to be the, I'll go get it guy. He's like, what, yes. <laughs> whatever you can do to get out of the house, always be the, I'll go and get it guy, <laughs> which is just like perfect advice. Absolutely perfect advice. So. Like, dude, and I'm going to take my sweet time getting whatever I'm out for. I might have to stop at two stores because the first store didn't have it. Just two? <laughs> <laughs> well, I live in like the country, so like two stores are 15 minutes apart. Yep. <laughs> uh, oh, that's too funny. Should, so, we, should we talk about football today even? Uh, we can just talk about Christmas. So last thing and then, um, and then, and then we can talk about 
whatever you want to talk about. Um, <laughs> oh, thank you. That's I'm very so kind upset. You. So there's there's a new song that came out recently. Um, oh God. <clears throat> which would have been just like the perfect walk up music. And uh, Alex, being uh, he has JD after his name, so Alex Alex completed law school and um, acquired the necessary credentials and and nixed due to intellectual property uh walk-up music for me um so all of you listening riff raff came out with a new song um highly recommend it's a great what are you doing with your phone tiptoe five (laughs) is the song's name please go listen uh wisconsin has a great plug yeah, Mike Mike played it a few times before we got ready to go today. Uh our podcast budget is negative dollars and I'm not spending a dime on defending an intellectual property lawsuit for a riffraff song. So, <laughs> so three seconds of a riffraff. Yeah, song. so um you know, he's probably not listening and maybe we'd never get sued, but I am not going to risk it. So I'm sitting on my hands right now because it's taken every every yeah. bit of me to not play it. Yep. Good how it should be all right so what's on the docket for today we're going to talk um fantasy football uh yeah my team is just peeing on the grave of ben riedel's team uh so semi-final matchup most people have semi-finals this week right i think so with the added uh i just won it's over Official. It's official. 169.92 to 82.26. Nice. 169? Yeah. So That has to be good luck. Patrick Mahomes. Ever since I called him out on the podcast, I think I... Uh, you know what? I'm not even going to say it. I wouldn't. I was... Yeah. <laughs> he played well today. Uh, Nick Chubb, like yesterday for as a Packer fan, was the perfect game because the Packers won. And Nick Chubb went off for 25 points. Um, Najee Harris had 11. The Steelers today, dude, got walloped. Yeah. I mean, the Chiefs took it to him. Cooper Cup had what I would call a pretty pedestrian game for him. He had 112, or excuse me, 12 points. AJ Brown got things started on Thursday with a nice 21 and a half point performance. Uh, Dalton Schultz, 14. Jackson, dude, I picked him up off waivers because Eckler had COVID. Huge. He had 26 points, and the Cowboys' defense was just the cherry, cherry on, on top. top. 25 points at a blocked punt touchdown. My bench also went off. Yeah. Damian Harris, 29.3. Tyler Boyd, 20 and a half. Uh, McPherson, the kicker, had 11. Like, Ben just had no answers this week. This So 169 points, and for those listening, this is a non-PPR league. Yeah. Standard scoring, although there's some bonus points for long touchdowns and things like that, but mm-hmm. pretty standard league. But yeah, but still, I mean, Cup had ten catches, and you're looking at twelve points with ten catches. He has twenty two. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that I mean, 169 points. That has to be like one of the higher scoring weeks. Perfect timing for you. Yeah, well, hopefully, I didn't waste it all this week because I'll have a big championship week. The good news is. At least get money back and then a little bit of some. So there we go. Uh, but we don't play to get second. No, we're not first losers. <laughs> Pays to be a winner. So Ben, if you're listening, um, 
I hope you're doing okay. Yeah, dude, he went all in. He doesn't have a pick until like the fifth round <laughs> for next year's draft. Really went all in, and his team. That's all. All joking aside, um, yeah, COVID really, really didn't do him too many favors here. You know what though? If it didn't matter, you no, scored 160. He's not points. scoring 170 points. Yeah. So tough break. Couldn't happen to a nicer guy. almost worse when you put it like that um good luck to all of you that play fantasy football and are going into a final yep big week next week Mm -hmm. it's kind of crazy that the fantasy season's coming to an end and we're staring down two weeks of the regular season left and then the playoffs and then next thing you know it'll be the long dark off season football's a short season what are we gonna do I don't know. Well, I'll, I'll have plenty of going on, getting guys ready for the draft and whatnot. But yeah, it's uh, from a watching, Fantasy watching football, football standpoint, yeah. it it's slow. Baseball starts out, but that's not the same. Oh man, fancy baseball players are like a special breed of people. Same with basketball. I can't do fantasy really? NBA. I know you're you're into that. It's just it's too much work. It, it's a daily grind. Ugh. It is. No, thank you. Okay. Okay, so should we get started? Yeah, let's get started. Um, So we're going to talk a little bit about the Pro Bowl, Um, do some snubs, do some who should be in, who should be out. I want to talk a little bit about Baker Mayfield. Poor guy got just annihilated on the interwebs after yesterday's game. Um, Obviously not his best performance, but... He's broken. Yeah, he's he's beat to hell. I mean... I know it's in his non-throwing shoulder, but a torn labrum doesn't sound fun. No, well, and he has a lower body issue, too. I was watching uh, NFL Network, and I couldn't tell you, like, who the host was. It was this woman. She showed up like a uh, like a pencil drawing of a person, like a stick man. <laughs> yeah. And then she said, here's here's where Baker's hurt. And it's, like, she would, like circled circle everywhere. And it's, like... Both his arms. Oh yeah, you got it on there. You saw the same thing. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that was great. I thought that was so funny. <laughs> oh my god! In uh. in hospitals, um, like physicians and nurses, they use the the man, and then they'll circle certain ailments whenever they do. Like, so it's just funny to see that on TV, and even funnier to see it on somebody like Baker Mayfield, who um, get better soon, buddy. Well, it's a big year for him. Uh, and we'll talk about what the Browns should do next. And then we'll talk about updated draft order and then uh, AFC East today. And then we'll do NFC East to wrap up. That'll be all 32 teams uh, sometime either later this week or next week. So um, let's get started. Um, Pro Bowl. The Pro Bowl was announced on Wednesday night. Surprises, snubs. Yeah. There are some. There are some. I'm going to lead off. Go ahead. The biggest surprise, I don't know if you saw this, which team, if you had to guess, has the most Pro Bowlers? Oh, I did not look at this. If I had to guess. So, you had to guess. Um, is, it, is it the Bengals? No, that's a good guess, though. The Indianapolis Colts. They have seven Pro Bowlers. Wow. Yeah, they had the most. 
The Green Bay Packers, best team in football, according to record, only had three. They're not even in the top eight. Who's the third one? It's uh, Rodgers, Adams, and Kenny Clark. Defensive mm. tackle. Okay. Interesting. All good players. I think the thing that hurt him is Jair Alexander, who was a pro bowler. He's hurt. David Bakhtiari still hasn't come back. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zaire, or, um, not Zaire. Um, who are you think? Kevin King? Smith. Uh, oh, Preston. Other one. Zadarius. Yep. Wow. If it's going to be like that today, yeah, it's going to be a rough podcast. Should, should we just quit now? <laughs> Come on back tomorrow, Mike. We'll try it again. Uh, what about Rasul Douglas? You know, another one, but uh, people forget he wasn't signed until October. I mean, he's having a phenomenal season. There are pro bowlers that have missed games. That's true. That's true, but I think that's probably the knock on him is that he was a midseason signing. Yeah, and like he's not a brand name, right? Like a... Well, it hurts, Jackson. it hurts because the fans have a third of a say, right? It's third fans, third coaches, third players. So, yeah, if you're not, like, a big uh, name, yep. you know, it's, it's hard to get in. So, in terms of snubs, I had to, I had to look this up a little bit. Um, just, like, snubs in general, or do you want to go through, like, top snub I singular? Just, I have a couple names mainly around the quarterback position sure why don't you lead off and then and then i can fill in some uh some of the gaps here because i have a couple players i think the biggest surprise was lamar jackson he's got 16 passing touchdowns and 13 interceptions that's like number 20 in terms of touchdowns in the nfl now, some people will say, well, he's got like 800 rushing yards, and like I get it. He's less than 800 rushing yards. Yeah, that's like 792. It's pretty close. Mm-hmm. But uh, that doesn't seem to jo- be Pro Bowl, and Josh Allen's got like 31 touchdowns this year. And Josh Allen has over 500 rushing yards. So if you're basing it on rushing yards, there's a – and I get it's the quarterback position, right? And Lamar Jackson has missed time. I don't – has Josh Allen missed any time? No. So I guess one less game played and 200 something more rushing yards. I could see how somebody could make that case. But it's the quarterback position. Like 31 touchdowns. And he's accounted for 15 more touchdowns through the air. Yeah. Come on. Like almost doubled them. An additional touchdown per game. So that was like the the biggest, I think, surprise slash snub who I would replace. On the NFC side, I think Stafford deserved it more than Kyler. Um, now, good for Kyler. Are you a Rams fan now? <laughs> well, I have Cooper Cup, so I'm a big <laughs> Stafford fan for the next week, that's for sure. Um, yeah, and I'll never talk bad about Sean McVay ever again. Uh, <laughs> not after last week. No, but I think um, I, just, I just think Stafford's had a little bit better body of work. Kyler's missed some time. Now the good news for Kyler, he's still on his rookie deal, right? He was signed, or he was drafted in 2019, I believe. Yeah, this is his third season. So I talked about this in on Wednesday's episode of the podcast. He's it's his second consecutive Pro Bowl. His fifth year option as a first round draft pick will get picked up at the end of this year. 
and it's based on there's four tiers to it but the top tier is if you've been selected to two or more pro bowls and if you are your fifth year option is the franchise tag amount so his fifth year option will be worth like almost 30 million dollars good for him great for him uh not great for the arizona cardinals because now you're gonna have to start paying him earlier Mm -hmm. because even if you extend him you'll extend him after that fifth year option you're already going to be paying the guy 30 million dollars a year so um financially for him huge like josh allen had a fifth year option of like 23 million dollars because he only made one pro bowl now it's two different years so it's not perfect apples to apples but kyler just made six million dollars essentially by getting selected to this pro bowl (laughs) it's a nice little good deal if you can get it yeah nice little chunk of change there oh yeah um yeah but so stafford over kyler murray just from a statistical standpoint matt stafford to date so today's the 26th 35 touchdowns versus kyler murray's 20 passer rating 108 to kyler murray's 102 how are you not like i just don't understand it right like and it's la it's not like it's not like la doesn't have like wi-fi well and with how much attention cooper cup is getting in the mvp discussion someone's got to be throwing him the football right and he hasn't missed time no and, and and Stafford's reliable. Like he doesn't miss games, really. No. And ten interceptions. Not bad. It's, no. Through through this point in the season, that's great. I mean, there's a reason they're. What are they now? Ten and four. I'm not sure. I just know that they're a really good freaking team. They are. Uh, do you have any other quarterback comparisons? No, those were the two that I was looking at. So, running back snub, I have one. And it might not be a popular one, and I actually don't like it, but statistically, I think it makes sense. Uh, Joe Mixon got selected to the Pro Bowl. Deservingly um, so. Yeah, I'm, I mean, he's having a monster year. Uh, I, I think he's a phenomenal running back. Um, Running behind an offensive line that, it's, there's some holes there. Um, Eckler. Austin Eckler, statistically, in terms of yardage, total touchdowns, and rushing touchdowns, is leading in both categories over Joe Mixon. Interesting. And it's not like Joe Mixon is sharing time in Cincinnati. But Austin Eckler has gotten poached on a number of occasions. There's, I, I wouldn't call it a timeshare, but certainly the Chargers like to spread the ball around a little bit more. Um, and he's still leading in those categories. To me, that's, that's a bit surprising. That's the big one from a, just a running back standpoint. Okay. What else you got? Um, Nick Chubb got selected. Yep. Is that right? Yep. Less so, uh, but still statistically, uh, Najee Harris. I know he's a rookie. Um, so 
So, so I have both those guys on my fantasy team. Just basing it off of anecdotal. Purely fantasy. Fantasy. Yeah. Chubb's having the better year. Interesting. Uh, Chubb missed some time. He was on the COVID list for a week. Uh, a couple other, you know, bruises. Um, Chubb like, missed a week? Due to COVID. Mm. Um, and then went, now that, like, Kareem Hunt is out, like, Chubb's a top five running back, in my opinion. So do you, I guess when you vote, or if you're a fan voting, do you take that into consideration? What, fantasy? Mm-hmm. I think that's just how everybody thinks about it now. And that's purely stats, right? I, I 100% agree with you. When yeah. I think of good players, I, I think about dudes that are winning my weeks in fantasy well, football. And that's why it's easy to talk about offensive players in terms of Pro Bowl snubs because everybody is focused on that. Like, does the average fan look at, hey, Quentin Nelson was selected as a guard? I really think that... No. <laughs> this other guard <laughs> should have been a pro bowler. Uh, oh, man. Yeah. Trent Brown killing it this year. I mean, um, yes, that's true, but I, I know what you're getting yeah. at. Um, so the Najee Harris-Nick Chubb comparison. Ready? I'm not – well, I cat's out of the bag. Whatever. Uh, Najee Harris, 1,296 total yards. Nine total touchdowns. Nick Chubb, 1,130 yards, eight total touchdowns. So Najee Harris has more yards and more touchdowns than Nick Chubb. In one more game played? In one more game played. And they're basically the same from a statistical standpoint. Like if Chubb had played, he's averaging close to 100 yards and probably would get one more touchdown in a game. Do team records impact or influence Pro Bowl voting? Probably. If your team is good, your fans are more motivated to vote. Like, I can't imagine if you're a poor soul who's a fan of the Jacksonville Jaguars, you're smashing the retweet button on Twitter (laughs) to get... Did they even get anybody (laughs) voted to the Pro Bowl? I just had it up. Hold on one second. Oh, my God. Uh, while while you're looking that up, um, I went to high school with a guy, and fun fact, grade school with a guy, diehard Jacksonville Jaguars fan. I grew up with a kid who was a Jacksonville Jaguar fan. That uh, I mean, they had like that one good year where they made it to the AFC Championship game with Blake Bortles. Mm-hmm. Other than that, dude, the Mark Brunel years, bro. Yeah, but that was like. 20 years ago man. <laughs> we were, <laughs> like we were when, kids when they became like an expansion team <laughs> yeah uh, let's take a peek here so I'm not seeing anybody on offense defense if Jalen Ramsey were still there may, I mean maybe but he was smart and got out of there I don't think they have anybody yikes not seeing any Urban anybody. Urban gonna win coach of the year or what yeah, not this year. <laughs> uh, He's got his own legal problems. So if if team records have an impact on voting, uh, the Steelers have a better record than the Browns. So I don't think it should matter like between individuals. 
like if wide receiver A and wide receiver B have the exact same stats, I don't think team record should be the tiebreaker. I just think fans of better teams are more likely to mm-hmm. No, no, vote, I agree. Vote more often. Um Steelers beat the Browns this year as well. So the AFC North is super interesting. And I know we talked about that in the first week of this. It's all a toss-up. Oh, man. And now Cincinnati has a huge game against the Chiefs next week. Huge. Huge game with massive playoff implications. So interesting stuff. With both quarterbacks playing. I don't think I like this new setup we got going on. (laughs) So Mike got us some new podcast <laughs> booms for the microphone. He now has his leg on top of the table. Uh, you're lucky I didn't go double <laughs> leg and go spread eagle. And for those at home. We... I think you're lucky you didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're working on a camera. So at some point, maybe you'll get to see our faces and connect our voices to uh, like our ugly mugs. I know everybody's dying for that <laughs> all right how many how many women do you think listen to this podcast zero yeah there's negative women that are listening to this podcast probably for the best so yeah everyone at home i'm sure we're doing you a favor by being off camera <laughs> gotta got um, a face for radio other <laughs> isn't that the truth <laughs> Uh, what about other snubs at other positions? Is there a defensive snub that you have? Uh, I mean, I have one. Okay, shoot. Um, I I think this was the biggest snub. Defensive end in the AFC. Trey Hendrickson. Defensive end, Cincinnati Bengals, um, was not selected this year. Max Crosby was selected this year. And I'll just go over stats. One player has 19 solo touchdowns, or I'm sorry, 19 solo tackles and 13 sacks this year. One player has... Five sacks and 25 tackles. Yeah, and when you're talking defensive end, really the only stat that matters is sacks. sacks. Like, and even in, the tackles, in, it's six. We're, we're talking about s- like six tackles. The only thing that you could make an argument for would be like QB pressures. Like, maybe he's not getting home, but he's just constantly. I got to stop hitting this microphone thing. That's going to sound weird. Um, So maybe you can make the argument like, yeah, he's not getting home, but he's, I don't know. That would be the only thing I could think of. Um, 13 total sacks this year is good for fifth in the NFL. That didn't make the Pro Bowl this year. It's tough. It's a tough look. Mm -hmm. The problem is, too, they like break it out now. Like they have defensive ends, and then they also have outside linebackers. Yeah, like a, Matthew I mean, Judon, who we're going to talk about today with the Patriots. He's an outside linebacker. He's got twelve and a half sacks. So it's like you have like two positions now that are getting selected to the Pro Bowl that are 
quote unquote pass rushers. Right. That's like Von Miller syndrome. You could play both positions. Um, I don't have a snub. I do have a fun fact. Um, I want to make sure I got the right guy here. Yeah. So Jonathan Allen from the Washington Redskins. He's a uh, interior lineman who was selected to the Pro Bowl. Got into a fist fight with a teammate tonight. Nice. Uh, like in the game or in the locker room? Uh, on the sideline, on the bench. Nice. I don't know. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know what happened, but he was like his teammate, um, Darren Payne, was like <laughs> poking him in the face like actually touching him not like i'm uh, not I mean, touching you it, like he it, didn't go it, to him. <laughs> yeah, the, the dumb and dumber i'm not touching you not touching you not touching you here mike this is what it looks like oh god this yeah let me see this um let's see if they show it again yeah he's just like poking him and then like and then <laughs> just his, like the dude's like no done yeah and Hay then maker. just wham right to the chin yeah that's amazing so not a great night for the Washington football team who got absolutely trounced. Embarrassed. 56 to 7, I believe. <sighs> Rough go for the uh, football team in Burgundy. Uh, anything else on the Pro Bowl? No, that was kind of it. Um, maybe Leonard Fournette would be the only one that would sneak in in the NFC there. Well, and the other thing, too, to remember for fans, like half these guys are going to drop out or get hurt or, and they'll have alternates. But, yeah, the original rosters, I wasn't too upset about them. A couple of guys that I would switch out, but mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. No, okay. I don't have anything else on that. Um, Baker. <laughs> we got to talk a little bit of Baker. He had a rough day yesterday. Four interceptions. A lot of people complaining about the last one. He forgot what team he played for. Well, but Browns fans are crying. I shouldn't say crying. They're showing the replay saying that that last play was pass interference. Ah, uh, that one. Yeah. I thought you the, were talking about the last interception. The one, Yeah, the one that ended the game. Oh, that was an interception, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, Russell Douglas again. Well, we're sitting here in Wisconsin. Uh, well, what do you think? Th- there was certainly contact. There was a play in the first half that was very clearly pass interference that didn't get called on the Packers. That should have. I think that led to interception number one or number two. I can't keep them straight. The last play, the receiver at the top of his route actually goes into the defender. So to me, like I don't think you should be able to complain about pass interference when you are the one who initiated the contact. You're talking about the last play? The the last interception at the end of the game. So you're saying that it... Wasn't. I think it was a good no call. You're smiling. You, I t- you thought <laughs> it was pass interference? Ear to ear. Um, that uh, I mean, that's just very... I, I'm not even trying to be a homer. Definitely not biased there at all. I don't think so. Uh, like I said, there was a play earlier in the game that was very clearly pass interference that was not called on the Packers. That last play... I don't think should have been. It's not like like he was breaking on a route and was like holding him or anything like that. So I I thought it was a good no call. He was holding him. Twitter 
Twitter disagrees with me. That's all I saw all day yesterday was Fox had a tweet saying, do you think this is pass interference? Pro Football Focus had something. I mean, like everybody was I mean, there's implying that it was pass interference. But if you pulled up the the replay, there's there's a fistful of jersey. Uh, is it Rasul Douglas mm-hmm. that was there? Yeah. So he has a fistful of jersey as who was the wide receiver? Was it Land? No, I don't no, remember. It wasn't Landry. Um, the Browns receiver was about to go on a slant. And there's a fistful of jersey being grabbed. Yeah, but then you could have also called pass interference at the top of that route. Like before their wide receiver makes his break, he very clearly goes into Douglas, like arm extended. I would need to see it again because I would love to see if, right, like does he go into Rasul Douglas or yes. or is 100%. it is it before five yards? It's way after five yards. It was like at like the 10-yard mark. Fair. Um Gun to my head, if you're asking me and I get an opinion. Um, As a Packer fan, that was a great defensive play that led to an interception to seal the game. As as an unbiased NFL fan, um, I would be very upset at that no call. Mm. I'm going to go ahead and disagree. I don't know what defensive players are supposed to do anymore. The same. I have, like you can't lead with the head. Like can't go can't, low. Yeah. Yeah. How about that call? Um. So I don't. I don't know what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to let them score because that's what the fans want. Well, and that's what they're getting. <laughs> see. Uh. That. Yeah. That. That play. Um. It just. It just worries me a little bit, because this isn't. Again very unpopular in Wisconsin and I know that's where the majority of our our listeners are um this isn't the first time that the Packers have gotten have gotten the better end of a call yeah but it's it's okay so right right there look okay he's no, leading into him but but that's not so he did push Russell a little bit but that's way before five yards I don't I I'm not an NFL referee so I have no idea what that rule is in the NFL but that was way before five yards so is he allowed to do that? And then did he stop at five? Like there's so yeah, but many. But he's still pushing off there. That's over after five yards. So there are so many things that are going on with that play. I agree with you. Like, is it after five yards? And then if it is, should that have been a flag the other way, or do they cancel? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, back to your point about you know Packers getting beneficial calls. There's fire in your eyes, so I, I I can't wait for this. Yeah, I mean that pass interference call against Tampa Bay last year was I thought terrible, awful, but it was Brady, so Brady got the better end of that call. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that the Packers have gotten like all these sweetheart calls. It's just karma, man. Ugh. That shit comes around, and I feel like I'd rather have it. I'd rather have this happen, second, third week in the playoffs, than I would in a game like that. Well, this was a big win for them, keeping home field advantage. Anyway, this isn't about the Packers, and it's not about the pass interference call. The question now becomes, what do you do with Baker Mayfield? He's up for He was up for an extension this offseason. He didn't get it. The only quarterback of that draft class that did get extended was Josh Allen, who we'll talk about later. Um, Lamar Jackson 
and Baker are both up. You have to imagine Lamar is going to get extended. Been saying it for weeks. Yeah. Got another Pro Bowl selection, even if his numbers don't warrant one, at least in my humble opinion. Uh, but he's he's going to get extended. What do you do with Baker? Gotta get him out, dude. Like he'll he'll play for a team. Um, Houston needs a needs a quarterback. Baker could go ball in Houston. Um, which I think he started his collegiate career in in Texas. You reminded me of that. Yeah, he did. Um, I do not think he is a Cleveland Brown next year. And if he is, Cleveland, you did it wrong. So I'm going to run through his stat line. Get a phenomenal rookie year. 2018 rookie year, 3,700 yards, 27 touchdowns, 14 picks. 2019, 3,800 yards, 22 touchdowns, 21 interceptions. 2020, 26 touchdowns, 8 picks. Wow. And 3,500 yards. Better than I thought. This year, it's been a struggle. He's been hurt. He had COVID. What were his 2019 stats? Uh, 3,800 yards, 22 TDs, 21 picks. So mm. real rough from a turnover standpoint. But last year, great bounce back year. Yeah, awful. 3,500 yards, 26 touchdowns, and eight interceptions. That's a really good year. And I think the thing that fans forget about, most quarterbacks in the NFL are not good. Like, it's not easy to just go out and pick a Hall of Fame quarterback. I, 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 if I'm in Cleveland, you have to find a way to keep Baker Mayfield for what he's worth and to not overpay him. Like, I don't think he should be making $40 million next year. He shouldn't be making Dak Prescott money or Josh Allen money. But if you can get him for somewhere between twenty-five and thirty million dollars, you have to re-sign him. Otherwise, otherwise you're back to being the same old Browns, where you're going to be searching for your quarterback. Look at the quarterbacks drafted this year. Would you take any of the rookie quarterbacks this year over Baker Mayfield? No. So, are there quarterbacks that are available? Like bringing in someone off the street. But then, what do you do with Baker? You can't cut him. He's still under contract for two more years. No. Um, well, you could. It just I wouldn't recommend it. Is there is there an opportunity for a Deshaun Watson, Baker Mayfield? You want all that? You want all that drama? I'm I'm not in the front office in Cleveland. I'm just I'm just wondering. No, I I saw a lot of people saying like, oh, the Browns need to move on. They need to go draft their new guy. Like, if they want to draft somebody, this might be a good draft to do it because your quarterback might actually fall because there's no consensus like top quarterback in this draft class. I think it's short-sighted, though, and to chase the next quarterback when you have one who can give you 3,500 yards and upper 20s touchdowns. Can he win you a Super Bowl? Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl. In Cleveland? In Baltimore. Mm. With Ray Lewis. Yeah, so I'm saying the quarterback position, you can make it work if you have a guy who doesn't turn the ball over which, I mean, yeah, he had four picks yesterday, but he's only got 11 interceptions on the year. Can he win you a Super Bowl? Yeah, 100%. Throwing four, how many picks do you have? Four? He had four picks? Yesterday. Yeah, do you know how many Tom Brady threw in the NFC Championship game last year? Mm-mm. Three. 
they still beat the Packers. How many rings did he have? Yeah, I'm just when saying. I'm countering your point about <laughs> no, can you turn the ball over and make it to a Super Bowl? <laughs> yes, you can. You have to have the right pieces elsewhere. It's a team game. I I I think it'd be stupid for the Browns to move on from him. You got to find what he's worth right now. If he tests free agency, and another team's going to give him forty million dollars a year, then yeah, you let him walk. You don't overpay for him and mortgage your future. But if you can get him at the right price and lock him down, it's way better than chasing that next quarterback in the draft because it's really hard. And even if you get a good one, they're not going to be good their rookie year. No. And and you're going to suck, and then you're going to lose your fans, and then you're back to being the same old Cleveland Browns. That's a good point. Um, does the Deshaun Watson – Baker Mayfield swap make any sense? No. So even after a year, right? Like, uh, who knows where Deshaun Watson will the, be? The Browns, according to what I'm hearing or what's being reported in the media for what Houston's asking for, for Deshaun, they would get, like, the Browns would have to give up Baker plus significant draft capital. And if you're the Browns, why would you do that? To have a guy who's getting sued by over 20 women for sexual assault. Because you're the Cleveland Browns. No, you can't do it. And it's not they're not the same old Browns from an administration standpoint. They got a new GM in there. I don't know. I think uh, the fact that the, that the Browns played on Christmas, it was a nationally televised game. I think that's why Twitter was all up in arms saying they need to move on. Like that's probably the most that people have watched Baker play. And and I'll I'll play devil's advocate to myself for a second. Um Baker was he had COVID. So he wasn't able to practice, he wasn't able to participate in any like team events yep. leading up to this game. He actually landed in Lambeau or in Green Bay day of on a private plane at like 10 a.m. The the thing with um, Baker, he needs to work on his fundamentals. Like you look at those interceptions he threw yesterday, his feet are all over the place. Like they're kind of like rookie mistakes, to be honest. Like that shouldn't be a COVID thing or not a practice thing. It's kind of – there's no reason he can't clean that up, though. Josh Allen did. Josh Allen was doing the same things, and then he had a good offseason, and now he's, you know, top five quarterback in the league. So – I don't know. I think it's too soon to just cut ties with Baker. I think the Browns would regret it. I think you got to figure out a way to keep him. The other, the other point that I'd like to make about Baker is he's proven the haters wrong in every level of football he's played. Right, like he walked on at Oklahoma. He won a Heisman. Kyler Murray was his backup. Like he held a clipboard for Baker Mayfield and then was drafted first overall. Yep. And you know what Baker and his team of representatives did getting those, uh, is it progressive? Are those the commercials? Oh, I, I thought state farm, but I could be wrong. No, cause state farm is uh Mahomes and uh, Rogers. Mm, then it has to be progressive. Brilliant. They locked that, those commercials down before Baker ever played a game in the NFL. Yeah. Brilliant marketing strategy. 
brilliant. By the insurance company or by Baker? By Baker. Yes. And his agents. Yeah. Because he had that stuff in place before he ever played a snap. Because if you wait and you're not good, like look at poor Zach Wilson or or Trevor Lawrence. Like your stock for that stuff just drops significantly because you're stuck on a bad team in a bad situation. Mm-hmm. I like those commercials. They're funny. They're funny. Baker has got a career in acting or TV after, mm-hmm. for sure. All right. Well, good luck to Baker. Browns aren't out of it yet. They're still in the hunt. Your stance is? They got to resign him. Uh, for the right price, out. right? Yeah. Don't overpay for him. He's not worth $45 million a year. But, man, to start searching for another quarterback, I think, oh, don't do that to your fans, Cleveland. Um, Definitely not a rookie that could just take the place of Baker Mayfield. I agree with you. Um, he's just the quarterback position is so important in order to win a Super Bowl. I don't, and I'm going to be a hater and I hope Baker proves me wrong. I just don't, I don't see it. I don't, I don't see him leading a team to a Super Bowl. Well, Aaron Rodgers has only done it one time. So you don't need to be like Aaron Rodgers to win a Super Bowl. I think there's more that goes into it. So I think if the Browns can build the right team around him, he's good enough to get you there and win. Because you don't need him to throw for 400 yards and four touchdowns to win a Super Bowl. You want to put that in uh, permanent ink? Sure. If the Cleveland Browns put the right team around Cleveland. politely disagree but agree to disagree yeah i think people get too caught up in stat lines all you need for a quarterback is to manage the game not turn it over if you have the right team around him i mean he's got great offensive line great offensive line great running game yep uh defense is coming up i mean they got some pieces denzel ward and and others uh miles garrett smoked dude Devontae adams like i don't know why teams try to press him anymore his footwork insane I don't, I don't know if anyone's seen the ocho cinco video as he's watching Devonte adams clips but but it it it's a throwback and i think he he does it there's a, a different video where this guy smokes weed and then he starts crying because the weed is so good ocho cinco started crying looking at Devonte adams route running and he was crying because of how good Devonte adams is at route running did you hear what uh what the ravens defensive coordinator said about adams no so someone was asking him like why or you know you triple team Devonte adams are you going to do the same thing this week when you play jamar chase and the ravens defensive coordinator <laughs> said uh well Devonte adams is a top two wide receiver in the league and he's not number two and you know Aaron Rodgers is a top quarterback in the league Joe Burrow's not a Hall of Famer and Jamar Chase isn't Devontae Adams so no we're probably not going to do that again <laughs> but I love that quote he's yeah. top two and he and he's not number, number two, two. <laughs> so oh man all right we'll see what happens it's oh. going to be a it's it's a huge offseason for the Browns a lot of decisions it's a tough decision they're going to have to make and a little bit of you know is Baker going to play ball all right. Well, uh, one more quick thing before we jump into the AFC East updated draft order. 
teams just like don't want a top draft pick. Um, Jacksonville's the new number one placeholder, followed by Detroit, who's on a little bit of a streak. Won two out of their last three. Houston on a two-game winning streak. How about that? Houston laying the wood to the Chargers. Could not be a worse week for the Chargers to lose as they're fighting for their playoff lives. Houston still has a problem, but not this week. Well, they do because they're hurting their draft stock. The New York Jets, number four. And then the New York Giants hold picks five and six. Mm. Uh, Their number six pick is due to the trade last year with uh, the Bears when the Bears traded up to get Justin Fields. So back-to-back picks there, fifth and sixth. So interesting, interesting getting into draft season. All right, should we get into the AFC East? Let's do it. All right, updated standings as of today. Buffalo beats New England. Um, before we move on, I sent you the clip of Bill Belichick's press conference. So good. <laughs> so this this lady who was in the press room, bravest person on this planet. Reporter. Yeah, yeah. Ask Bill Belichick a question, and she prefaces the question that this isn't a football-related question. And I was like, oh, no, where is this going? And she asked what Bill's... Uh, <laughs> New Year's resolutions were, <laughs> and my favorite part of it. So Bill says, "Uh, no, I, I don't, I don't have any." And then he goes, "Maybe next week." <laughs> <laughs> oh, that that guy, without trying to be, is the most electric media guy since Marshawn Lynch. People were uh, were showing the video on Twitter, and just said, "Like this is the bravest reporter." in all of football to like actually have the courage to ask Bill that question. <laughs> the definition of I'm here so I don't get fined. Oh my God. That was so great. I'm going to play that on the loop. I hope Bill, pl- I hope Bill coaches forever <laughs> just so we get press conference moments like that. Uh, anyway, so Buffalo and new England are tied at nine and six. I do believe that Buffalo has the tiebreaker due to their division record. You are correct. Um, Miami seven and seven. They were one and seven. How are they five hundred? And they've rattled off six straight. One of the hottest teams in football. Are they? Are they the most quiet? Six win, like six win streak team ever. Yes, because they've won six in a row and they're seven and seven. Yeah. Usually, when you win six in a row, you're like ten and four. Mm-hmm. Nope. No. They're now seven and seven. Um, And then the New York Jets. Worst worst run franchise in the history of professional sports. Is it the Jets? No. Who is it? Browns. Oh, man. I don't know. Like the, I mean, the, the Jets at least had a couple of years under Rex Ryan. Don't get me wrong. Oh, the foot guy. I know, but they... I'm just going to be a good little foot soldier. Was that Wes Welker? No, uh, Wes is too nice. It was... Um, I think it was Wes Welker, dude. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, I just got to work on my footwork. Yeah, I got to work on my footwork. Just Yeah, I'm just going to go out and be uh, a good little foot soldier. Let me 
fact check this. So we are referencing years ago, there was a wide receiver in New England after the game that was trolling Rex Ryan. You're right. It was Wes Walker. Mm-hmm. He made 10-foot references <laughs> in one interview. That's so good. I think he was fine for that. I think the NFL was like, hey, that was pretty funny, but you can't do that anymore. Yeah. Don't do that again. I think he's very patient. He has good feet. <laughs> yeah, it was it was all about uh, Rex Ryan's foot fetish. And that was like right after he was exposed for having a foot fetish. Oh, my God. All right. If you're Sam Ponder on that Sunday morning ESPN talk. Closed toes shoes. Uh, yeah. like Maybe boots. La- laced up or like <laughs> buckled up real tight. <laughs> I <laughs> can only imagine those production meetings. <laughs> uh, oh, God. All right. Anyway, that, that so, so, so you think the Browns are worse run than, than the Jets? The Jets did have a couple of good years. Yeah. But then they're also like famous for the butt fumble. Like they are amazing at failing. Mm-hmm. Nobody fails better than the Jets. The Browns? No, the Browns just like aren't good. The, the <laughs> <laughs> And like they're better now. I like I think the Browns will be a playoff team probably not this year, but they have a shot next year. Mm-hmm. The Jets don't. The Jets are bad. So and yeah. they're and they cannot draft well. They've made some very questionable decisions. Like you go there to die, right? Like Le'Veon Bell, which maybe he's a bad example. Who's the last player that was legitimately good that came out of the Jets. Cromarty? Jamal Adams. Okay. Fair. And they I, Sheldon I, I, Richardson. I like what the Jets did with Jamal Adams. Traded him, got two first round picks. Well I'll just go fuck myself, I guess. But um, they've had good talent. It's they can't piece it together. The problem for the Jets is they like go out and get a guy like Corey Davis. Like, a, you know, a really nice wide receiver. But, like, that's not where your problems are. Like, you need to, like, start from the, the, the basics and, like, get offensive linemen, defensive linemen, and then a quarterback before you start worrying about who's, like, catching footballs. They have some promising players this year, so I won't even touch on quarterback. Um, running backs... In New York. Better. Michael Carter? Yeah. Uh, I think he's going to be the real deal. I have no idea what that line looks like. Um, And quarterback play needs to get better. So, Zach Wilson, I don't know, he even today had like a questionable, dirty play. I don't know. You want to start with the Jets? No, we should stick to our order. Although the Jets did win. I just think... I mean, I feel bad for Jets fans. That's what I feel. Feel bad for Jets fans. I don't. <laughs> You're a cold person. <laughs> All right, let's start from the All top. Right. Let's Bills. run down top. Let's go Bills. Cool. Uh, biggest biggest surprise for the division. Just in the division. Is um, Buffalo for me. The fact that they're 9-6. and six. And before today, they were in second place in this division. Why is that? Why is so... They Tell me which side of nine and six is surprising. Did you expect low. them? Low. I expected them to win more. Win more games. I expected them to go fourteen and three, 
13 and 4 12 and 5 would have been a like average year for a team of this caliber they went to the afc championship game last year josh allen's got a cannon for an arm big hands you know what they say about big hands yeah well big gloves yeah exactly um that defense is legit so they're listen to this they're fourth in points scored second in points against but you're nine and six yeah that's that is that's tough how does that how does that work i don't yeah i don't know um pro football focus has them like 11th overall 17th on offense seventh in defense so i'm i'm just shocked that they're nine and six the other big surprise is the fact that the New England Patriots up until two weeks ago, like they were going to be like the number one overall seed in the AFC. Now they've lost back-to-back games, kind of coming back down to earth. But I was surprised at how quickly that tur- that team turned it around. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about it. you have any surprises for the division? Yep. Um, so Bills aren't that surprising. You think nine and six is right for this team? I think they could have won more games. I don't. I don't think it's that surprising. I think the most surprising. So for the Bills, you're you're in a division with Bill Belichick, who at any time at any given season could win the AFC East. Yeah, but I I just think. With how good Buffalo was last year, they brought a lot of pieces back. They did a really good job, and and what I like what they're doing, they're like the Moneyball team of the NFL, where they're getting really talented guys to come in and take, not like low money, but probably below market value money to play in Buffalo, which cannot be easy. Like people give Green Bay shit because it's Green Bay. Like Buffalo can't be any better. I've been to Buffalo. Not great. No? I mean... A lot of snow. A lot of wind. Niagara Falls. Mm-hmm. Close to Canada. Can't imagine that's a big draw for NFL free agents. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then they're talking about... Weren't they... Maybe not anymore. Well, they're trying to build a new stadium out there, but I think for a while they were talking about playing a couple games in Canada. Like Buffalo. It was kind of like what they do uh, in Major League Baseball, where, like with Montreal, like having like a like co-op partnership where they would have like one or two home games in Canada. Interesting. I hate it. I hate it. Well, they're growing the game, you know. It's all about the dollars. So, okay, surprises in the AFC East. Um, I have one unrelated to records. Okay. Uh, Josh Allen's pregame playlist the songs that he listens to before he plays football games. Absolutely shocking. Um I'm just gonna I'm I'm just gonna rattle some off here. The number one song Can't Help Falling in Love with You, Elvis Presley. I mean I'm Sh- fired up thinking about it. Oh man. Like just wanna sling it into <laughs> some tight pockets after listening to that song. She's nice. not you. Elvis Presley. Big Elvis guy. Number three. The Stranger B. 
Billy Joel. Number four, That's Life, Frank Sinatra. Fly Me to the Moon, Flanks Frank Sinatra is on his playlist. Who hurt you? Who beat you, Josh Allen? I don't know, but I'm going to start listening to some Elvis before we get on the air here. <laughs> it's clearly... Or some Sinatra. It's working for him. So that's... Yes. Maybe uh, if you listen to a little bit more Elvis and a little less riffraff. <laughs> <laughs> Full circle. Maybe, no. <laughs> maybe, maybe you'd have things turned around. Cheers, brother. I will certainly <laughs> drink to that. Uh, that is... Well I done. Guarantee you, Josh Allen hasn't listened to Tiptoe in Wisconsin. I guarantee it. He's doing it wrong. No oh, um, man, that's too. Funny. Well, one of us are an NFL quarterback, and one of us are are sitting in an oversized tee, um, <laughs> talking about Josh Allen. So, yeah, one right. one of us is winning. One of us are not. Um, okay, biggest surprise: um, Dolphins being able to win six games in a row. Yeah. If they, like, continue and they win, they play tomorrow, they play the Saints, very winnable game. The Saints are playing. That's, that. I mean. They're playing a quarterback that they found off the street. We'll get there because that's Monday night. So we'll, oh, we'll have right. a take. Oh, God. I'm blowing you out of the water, buddy. I'm three and one. Did but, I do that bad on Tuesday? But we'll get there. All right. We'll get there. Um, Bills. So the, um, well, the Dolphins. If they win, if let's say they win out, they finish on a nine-game winning streak. In the AFC, they would finish ten and seven. That's going to be good enough to get in. They have to be the very first team in NFL history who started one and six and made the playoffs. I don't know if elite company is the right term to use. They, but they would be they would be a weird team to play in the playoffs, coming on a nine-game winning streak. I'd be a little nervous, like as like a two seed playing them as a seven seed or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they're coming in hot, feeling good. Oof. Interesting. Gotta love the NFL. All right, let's talk about Buffalo specifically. Mm-hmm. So I started when I was doing some digging for this. Buffalo has a unique opportunity to win this year and next year all around Josh Allen's contract. So we've mentioned it a couple times here. Josh Allen signed a six-year, $258 million deal. $150 million of that was guaranteed. What I like about what Buffalo did with his contract is they only gave him $16.5 million in signing bonus. So you spread that out over six years, his salary cap proration of his, of his salary his signing bonus probation of his salary cap is a very low amount. So for next year, for this year, his salary cap number is 10.2 million. Very manageable. Next year, it's only $16.3 million. That equates to 7.8% of the new salary cap number. Huge value. Huge, huge value. Um, in 2023, that number jumps to $39.7 million. Mm gets a lot harder i don't know if you know this but like no team has ever won the super bowl with their quarterback accounting for like more than like 12 percent of the salary cap i did not know that yeah so i mean that's why brady has seven ranks because he never accounts for that much of the salary cap so 
the the Bills have an opportunity this year and next year. Their problem is they don't have a lot of money to like quote unquote go all in. They only have nine point four million dollars in cap for next year, but they got to figure it out because next year is like kind of it before they're going to have to get creative with money around Josh Allen's contract. Another interesting perspective from Josh Allen's contract is they did a lot with roster bonuses with him. You don't normally see this. A lot of it's usually tied to like signing bonus, but they kept that low. His roster bonuses like beginning in 2025, like $25 million a year just in roster bonuses. Super interesting. I I don't I didn't look if those were fully guaranteed or not. If they're not, you could move on from that contract before those hit, and that wouldn't count because he's not on the roster. So kind of an interesting perspective it's, there. You don't see that very often. It's really creative. It is by Buffalo. It is. He's got every bonus under the book. He's got workout bonuses, roster bonuses, signing bonus, option bonuses. Pretty much every, if, if there's something they could do, they did it with him. And I like the way they did it because they basically gave themselves a two-year window to go all in, build the team around him, and try and get a Super Bowl or two. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll be interesting. Um, free agency, there were two names that I looked at. I don't think either one of them will come back. Both of their defensive ends are up for free agency. They're both getting paid about $10 million this year. Uh, Jerry Hughes is 33 years old, and uh, Addison is 34 years old. He's getting paid $10.1 million this year. Both those guys are having pretty pedestrian seasons. I don't think they'll come back, especially given their age. So I think defensive end, edge rusher, is going to be a need for this team. They desperately need a running back, I think. That was one of... uh, Meats takes the meat locker who not so spicy this week. He didn't really have too many hot takes. No. Um but I agree with, I agree with him there that they need a running back. Zach Moss isn't the guy. Or David Singletary. I don't think so. Devin Singletary, excuse me. Um David Singletary was like a linebacker, wasn't he? I don't for the Bears maybe. Was that his dad? Hmm, I don't know. There was a Singletary that was a coach in San Francisco for a while, but I don't know his name. Anyway, um, so I, I think they could use some help there. Um, but they have such an intriguing setup, right? Because Allen will take goal line rushes. He will, but how often do you want your franchise quarterback? In Buffalo, more more than you'd think. Well, like you mentioned in the Pro Bowl discussion, he's got over 500 yards rushing. Mm-hmm. He ran wild last week. What did they play? The Chiefs? I'm not sure. It was on national TV. He, they, they, the Buffalo ended up losing, but guy gave everything on the field. Yeah, he um, he can run the ball. So the goal line backs like like a Zach Moss, their stats suffer. So how? how much do you really pay for a dude like that to be able to, to give you guys rushes, right? At least at this point in his career, he's young enough. Um, but that changes, right? Like how you're right. You get popped once. 
and a quarterback like that has to sit out, well, now you're relying on your backup, Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah. Well, I don't think the uh, I don't think Buffalo's problem is like a goal line back. I think they need like a every down back who can, you know, create some space, break off a couple long runs. And if you can get Josh Allen in the playoff in the play action game, that's only going to help him. Mm-hmm. Or or like run an option with the guy, right? Like he can throw the ball. And I was they've got good wide receiver i mean stefan diggs is stefan diggs talk about a, a friendly contract five years 72 million um for now yeah for now he's, i think he's got two two years left on that deal mm-hmm. but man if he continues at this pace he's going to be up there with adams and hopkins and four years 80 90 million dollars can we talk about buffalo's front office like big dick moves Right? Yeah, they're they're building a good team. They a, a lot of good front office moves uh between Josh Allen's salary, Stefan Diggs was I mean, he had good years in Minnesota, but then to bring him in in Buffalo and just take a shot on him. And he had a resurgence. And and it was a good trade both ways. Uh Klemecki brought this up. Klemecki is meat, meat Locker. Yeah, Meat Locker. Uh the Vikings turned that draft pick into Justin Jefferson really yeah so if you're gonna tell me they traded stefan diggs for justin jefferson i think it's a fair trade well shit i think i'd rather have justin jefferson yeah i mean sure but but, like i don't think like buffalo lost that trade no nobody i mean there were two winners it's just who won a little bit a little more and a little bit less yeah wow thank you meat locker i did not did not know that yeah. Shit. Um, so did you go over players to resign? Uh I don't know I don't I, I didn't like see one that jumped out at me. I just looked at those two defensive ends. I don't think they're coming back. It's gonna save a, a lot of cap space for next year, or at least not add to their cap woes because they don't have a lot of money to play with next year. A player to be cut, you mentioned wide receiver. I think Cole Beasley might be on the way out. Mm. How come? Um one, he's getting older. Two, he's been somewhat of a distraction with all the COVID stuff. Um, not to say I think that's a reason why a player should get cut, but it probably plays into it a little bit. Today, yeah. And uh, there's a little bit of money to be saved. It's like a $7.6 million cap hit. He's only got 1.5 of that money that would be dead cap. So you're looking at, I don't know, $6 million or so in cap savings. I, I think he could be one to be watched in so the offseason. What, what what do you do with Emmanuel Sanders? Yeah, see you later. Gone. Really? Yeah. He had a great front half of the season. He's cooled off a little bit since, but he had a great first half of the season. And he's a nice veteran presence. He's been around a long time. Still has speed at 32 years old. Yeah. I would move on. I think you could find a player of Emmanuel Sanders' caliber in the draft, and it wouldn't have to be an early-round draft pick. Mm-hmm. Okay, interesting. I think you He's... could take a guy in the fourth or fifth round and still get still get his what Emmanuel Sanders fills. Same with Cole Beasley, to be honest. 
like that type of wide receiver, I think you can find more easily than like your Diggs or your Justin Jefferson, like your true number one wideout guys. Your second, third receivers, I think you can find in the draft just at a much cheaper option. Emmanuel Sanders is on a one-year, $6 million deal. Yeah, I wouldn't pay that again for him. Interesting. Me personally. Yeah. No, I I mean, there are question marks there. He's he's old by wide receiver standards. I uh, just wanted your take on it. I do think, given this the Bills' cap space, they need to hit a home run in this year's draft. Because, like I said, their window is going to get harder when you have to start paying Josh Allen $40 million a year. It would certainly help. Jake Kumaro is on the roster. 16. Shout out to uh, University of Whitewater. Dude, Whitewater's turned out a handful of pro prospects. They got that uh, guard in Denver. He was a third-round draft pick last year out of Whitewater. Mm. Didn't know that. Yeah. I'm not even going to pronounce his name because I was butcher it. Fair. But he was a third-round draft pick, I think. Uh, he might have been the highest non-FBS draft pick last year. Don't quote me on that. But yeah, third-round draft pick out of Whitewater. Hmm. Offensive lineman. What is the bowl game that they always play in? Uh, the Stag Bowl. Stag Bowl, dude. They lost in the semis this year at home. <clears throat> They've been having a couple down years. Well, their coach went to um, Buffalo, the college. Division one program. Convenient. Um, now Whitewater's still good. They won their the WEAC again, but anyway, that's enough division three Wisconsin <laughs> athletic <laughs> conference football discussion for today. Um I think a player that they they need to cut ties from from a financial standpoint. Um I'm trying to find him right now. Safety Jordan free safety Jordan Poyer. Uh just looking at pro football focuses comparison of other free safeties and what they're getting paid and stats compared to paychecks, he is not producing compared to what they're paying him. You you said pro football focus. Mm-hmm. So um, pro football focus is interesting. Yeah, some of, I mean, their I, grades are odd. I was looking at the Dolphins for this discussion. Xavier Howard is a corner. He's made back-to-back Pro Bowls. Dude is a stud. Pro Football Focus has him as the 36th-ranked cornerback. Back-to-back Pro Bowls. <laughs> like, how does that so how, how does that happen? Yeah, that's wild. Um, I'm pulling up Jordan Poyer's stats right now. So he's well, yeah, you seventh know round draft pick. I might jump on your bandwagon. So last year he's on a two year deal. Um, in 2020 he had two interceptions two sacks this year he's got five interceptions one sack um the thing for him i got it up too he's got five picks this year the thing for him is he's played in 92 percent of the snaps this year 
He played in 96% snaps last year, 94, and then 99.5 the year before with Buffalo. Buffalo obviously values him just with that amount of playing time. So I think it's going to be hard to move on a guy like that. Um, so do you think he's overpaid? No. I don't. For two years, eight nine and a half million essentially. Um at the free safety position. Yeah, well I mean remember that position now is getting close to sixteen million dollars a year at the top end. Justin Simmons just got sixteen. Jamal Adams, I think, is higher than that. So I don't think that's too high. Hmm. But he's not pulling he's not putting up top three safety numbers but he's not getting paid like a top three safety either no 10 mil i don't think so here let's look at uh he's on a two-year 19 and a half million dollar deal yeah here let's um free safety interesting so I mean, yeah, he signed through 2023. In 2021, Landon Collins is your highest paid free safety. 44, or 44, 14 average annual value, so 14 million. Let's do it by average annual value. Hold on. Harrison Smith's number one at 16 million. Justin Simmons is at 15.2. Eddie Jackson's 14.6. Kevin Bayard. Uh, 14.1, Landon Collins at 14, Tyron Matthew at 14. So 9.75 would be, that, which is Jordan Poyer. One, two, three. Ninth mm. or tenth. And and you're going off of last year's stats? I'm just looking at how Buffalo values him based on his amount of playing time. And the fact that he's got five interceptions this year, I think he's worth it. I'd be shocked if he gets cut. Hmm. Not cut. Um, I guess let me rephrase that. I don't. Somebody who I think they would look at based on production and what they're paying him would be Jordan Poyer. Okay. But hearing what what you just brought up, uh, ninth overall. Yeah, ninth or tenth. There's nine guys ahead of him, so he's tenth. Mm-hmm. Anything else on the Bills? No. Okay, New England. Everyone's favorite team. <sighs> New England, New England, New England. Uh, they are twelfth in points scored, first in points against. I think Pro Football Focus is based out of Boston, Massachusetts. Because <laughs> they have him as the second overall team. First on offense. First what? on offense. What? If you would have told me first on defense, like, yeah, okay. They have the best scoring defense in the league. Makes sense. On offense? Come on. Yeah, that makes no sense. Third on defense. First on offense, who's the number one wide receiver in New England? It's uh, Harry, isn't it? Nelson uh, Aguilar. Or is it Nikhil Harry? Uh, well, are you talking like from a pure statistics standpoint or? I don't, just in general, right? I think it's Nikhil Harry. Or is it Kendrick Bourne? 
Nikhil Harry was a first round draft pick. I don't. He's having a better year this year, but I think we're proving our point. I know. Honestly, who the best receiver is is Hunter Henry. <laughs> right. I mean, and he's not even the top paid wide receiver or uh, tight end on the team. No, Jonu Smith. Jonu Smith is. So let's let's talk about that's a good segue. So the story of this team is the 2021 offseason. So last year the Patriots had the highest amount of people opt out of the season. So they had eight players decide not to return or not to play last year due to COVID. That list included Donta Hightower, Patrick Chung, and Brandon Bolden. Three pretty big names to lose due to COVID. Um, so this year, they get all those guys back. Plus, Bill Belichick said, I don't like losing. And they went on a spending spree. They did it Oprah style. You get a contract. You get a contract. You get a contract. (laughs) Listen to these numbers, Mike. They spent $288 million in total contracts. Christ. $155 million of that was guaranteed. 65, they added $65 million to their 2021 salary cap alone. The next highest team in free agency this year was the San Francisco 49ers at $191 million. They spent $90 million more. The Patriots outspent the Colts, the Steelers, the Saints, the Cowboys, the Bills, the Falcons, the Packers, the Eagles, and the Rams combined. Jeez. The Patriots, I'm not done. They signed 27 total free agents. Like... When you know, you know. And so... So they brought in Jonu Smith, four years, $50 million. Hunter Henry, three years, $37.5 million. $87.5 million just on your tight end position. Uh, Belichick loves the double tight end set. Oh, when you think of like Gronk and Hernandez. I mean, that was the heyday Patriots, right? Mm-hmm. They brought in Matthew Judon, four years, $54 million. That signing has been... Huge. He's a pro bowler. Uh, Devon Gachow, two years, $15 million. Jalen Mills, four years, $15 million. Kyle Van Noy, who they got as a steal after Miami let him walk for some reason, two years, $12 million. So being the top spender in March usually doesn't equal success, despite what fan th- fans think. Um, so just because they won March doesn't mean you're going to win. But, man, they've turned it around, and like I said, up to a couple of weeks ago, uh, they were the number one overall seed in the AFC. Now they've lost back-to-back games, and they've come back down to earth. But they're in a playoff hunt and uh, a chance to reclaim the AFC East. Kind of interesting strategy with the offseason. Paying off, right? Um, I mean, the Hunter Henry signing was good. Jonu Smith at four years, $50 million, at least early, seems questionable. That That's still a questionable pick. Uh, He's, the Matthew Judon deal. No. 
fantastic. F- yes, agreed. The to ju- get, go ahead. I was just going to say, to get a guy who's got 12 and a half sacks so far, you're only paying him roughly $13 million a year. That's a steal. Mm-hmm. Absolute steal for someone with that type of production. And then enter Big Mac. The Mac attack. Mm-hmm. Um, do the Patriots just love drafting quarterbacks who are just a little bit pudgy? Yeah. Uh, I mean, Brady, when he got drafted, was certainly no physical specimen. He he certainly is a carbon copy. I think Mac's got a little bit more size on him, a little bit more love handles. He's soft. But, yeah, built built like a teddy bear. But probably the offensive player rookie of the year. The offensive rookie of the year. You're looking at me like I'm speaking Spanish right now. Yeah. Because I think you are. Offensive rookie of the year. Yeah. Who do you think it is? Najee Harris. Mm, Maybe. Maybe Jamar Chase. The quarterbacks get better love, man. Wow. Um, I'm I'm not looking at you like you're crazy. Uh, That was just... You were looking at me like you... Like, like I saw like, a ghost. Yeah, like, <laughs> like I wasn't making any sense. Um, you make a good point with quarterbacks typically winning more awards. I see that as a Najee Harris, Jamar Chase race, AFC race. Um, but I mean, who knows, right? Like Mac Jones, you. There's still. A legitimate contender for the AFC East. I don't know what their pl- their remaining schedule looks like, but if you win the AFC East and you're quarterbacking that team, you have a point. Yeah. Well, they're nine six right now. To have a, I mean, they got a legitimate shot at winning ten games this year. That's incredible with a rookie quarterback. Yeah. Um. Also helps when you win games where you've thrown the ball six times. Three times against Buffalo. Was that three? Oh, only, and he only completed one of them. That's, I mean, that is... We like to win. Yeah. Bill Belichick, do you like to play games where, you know, the score, like this type of style? Uh, we, <laughs> we like to win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we like to win football games. Uh, what a treasure. Um, they got some decisions to make next year as well. Uh, the the number one guy they got to bring back is J.C. Jackson, Pro Bowl cornerback. Uh, fun. Who the fuck is that guy? No, he's a Pro Bowl corner. He was an undrafted free agent. So listen to his journey to the NFL. So uh, undrafted guy. Uh, when you're an undrafted free agent, so in the NFL, if you've only had three accrued seasons, you are what they call a restricted free agent. Essentially, your team controls your destiny, and they'll make you an offer. So they offered him a tender last year, and basically if anybody was going to sign J.C. Jackson, they would have owned uh, the Patriots some significant draft capital to do it. So he re-signed last year on a one-year tender for $3.3 million last year. So he's getting paid $3.3 million this year. His market value, according to SpotTrack, is going to be five years, $104 million. And they're looking at him like he might be the new top-paid corner in the NFL. Holy shit. So you're going from, you know, 
hoping you make a roster to you get a, a little bit of money this year to you're the guy 104 million dollars 20 plus a year um i and i think they they have to do it if they want to keep that um first ranked offense or defense excuse me now i will say that if anybody is going to figure out a way to not do that it might be the patriots they don't overpay for players what a f- like i'm swearing a lot this podcast I That's right. Swear. I marked it explicit on on Apple. So oh, you did. We're 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 covered. Nice. Okay. Then I'm gonna drop it. Bill Belichick is a fucking genius, dude. They let Stefan Gilmore leave yeah, this year, and they only got a sixth round pick for him. He was widely considered one of the top cornerbacks in the league. Um, I remember us having this conversation. Like, should the Packers look at him? Yeah. Uh to bring in a dude like J.C. Jackson, who legitimately, not just for people like myself who clearly are not informed on New England Patriot defensive players, um, to bring in a dude like J.C. Jackson off of the street and let a guy like Stephon Gilmore leave, you have an eye. You know what you're looking for. Yeah. Uh, that is, you need some some serious balls to make a move like that and or just no off. football just no football um so it'll be interesting to see i mean are the patriots gonna spend that kind of money on a corner uh i don't know time will tell uh but i think they need to look at bringing him back uh another guy to watch is adrian phillips uh he's got a market value on spot track of 9.7 million four for 39 ish safety Another guy they're going to have to to bring back. Potential cut watch would be Jonathan Jones. Uh, he's got an eighteen point, or excuse me, eight point two million dollar cap hit for twenty twenty two. About two million dollars in dead cap. Um, might be one to watch there. Potentially getting cut for financial reasons. What about McCordy? Yeah, another guy. Contract year this year, free safety, same position. I don't think he gets brought back. Just my gut feeling. Did he leave New England for a period of time and then they brought him back, or am I imagining that? I don't know. I will look that up. I actually don't know. The Patriots next year have about $31 million in cap to play with. So they do have some money which is good. They also have 46 players signed. Wow. For next year. So out of their top 51, you know, they only have 5 spots available and 30 million dollars to play with, which is pretty dang good. It's actually really good. You look at the Packers, they have 43 players signed and they're 37 million dollars over the cap. <laughs> so, well, especially with the signings that the Patriots have had um, for the record and those listening, Devin McCourty has never played for another team but New England. Okay. I mean, they were, what you said, though, sounds like Belichick, right? Let a guy walk and then bring him back. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Know what you left so you can come back on a team-friendly deal. 
I, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm 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 just oh, saying. I yeah. thought maybe you were quoting somebody. Nope, it just seems like a very Belichick oh, thing. Like it does. You you need us more than we need you. Definitely seems like Belichick. Any other thoughts on the Pats? Let's go to Miami. Let's go to South Beach. Taking my talents to South Beach. Aye, aye, aye. Um, Is that a Miami thing? Uh, sounded Latina. I think they have a pretty... Pretty large Hispanic population down there. They do. Big nightclub scenes. Beaches. Have you been? I've I've flown into Miami and like driven to the Keys. I've never actually stayed in Miami. I feel like that's a vacation that we should take soon. Mm, that doesn't seem like my lifestyle anymore. There was a day where mm. happy to stay up till 5 a.m. Now it's 12.08 a.m. And not what I once was. I politely disagree. Um, <laughs> I think I think you're good once as you ever were, buddy. Yeah, there you go. I'm as good once as I ever was. <laughs> and Tyler Hurro's down there. Go on his boat. Wisconsin native. Uh, yeah, we're all very close. Yeah, he lives close to us, so I'm sure he'll just yeah. take us on his boat. Wood- Woodland Conference. Uh, yeah, there's a connection there. <laughs> uh, my wife had an intern this year who went to homecoming one year with Tyler Harrow. Oh. Fun fact of the bet, day. I'm uh, sure. Bet I'm, she missed. People who are listening to this are like, who gives a shit? Like, <laughs> let's, let's get back to it. Oh, man. Um, all right. Uh, for that intern, if you're listening, which would prove our hypothesis wrong of yep, she's not. any girls listening, um, man, how did you let that one go? I, I don't think they ever dated. I think they were just like kind of friendly, like one of those kind of situations. Um, But I don't know. Maybe I'll get her on the podcast. We can talk about I, I slow dancing. With I Tyler think you should Hero. bring her on. Okay, I'll set it up. Maybe she'll take your spot. Um, okay, well, <laughs> let's, let's not get irrational here. Okay. Uh, well, I'm trying to expand into a uh, female market, and you are clearly not helping with that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe we bring interns on. It's a it's a sore subject because I actually well, just had an intern. It's gonna, walk. Have to, it's gonna have to be unpaid again because we're back to the budget discussion. <laughs> we're, there is none. But uh, it's a St- Starbucks gift card. <laughs> Anybody who wants to apply for this amazing <laughs> opportunity, please submit your resumes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, before we embarrass ourselves anymore. Um, a, we need to take a vacation to Miami. Okay. And then, wow, that is just so upsetting. <laughs> okay. Uh, I guess I will be in Miami by myself. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, God. Is this been like the biggest divergent podcast that we've done year to day? Like you're supposed to get better as you do this more. I think we're getting worse. No, I think this is getting more natural. Okay. This is more conversational. Um, all right. Yeah, what's going on in Miami, Big Cat? All right, Miami. They won six in a row. Six in a row, which is just incredible. They're tied for 21st points scored, 13th points against. Uh, PFF, kind of the same, 20th overall, 24th on offense, 8th on defense. So pretty much in line. Uh, the big question with the Dolphins is Tua. We talked a lot about Baker Mayfield at the front of this. Tua's in his second season. 
Um, he's only had 14 touchdowns and eight interceptions. He's thrown for 2,100 yards. What do you do with Tua? How many years does he have left? So he's, he's on a two-year deal. Uh, he's 20. got two years for sure. If the if the Dolphins pick up his fifth-year option, it would be obviously a fifth year. So he's under a contract for the next two years for sure. I mean, there were talks and swirls of a Tua Deshaun, Deshaun Jackson swap. Watson. Deshaun Watson, right? What did I say? Jackson. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. Thank you. Yep. Deshaun Watson for Tua swap, which makes you wonder, like, does Miami even think that he's the guy? Right? I don't know. He's he's a, I mean, honestly, maybe an unpopular take. I think Tua is the Hawaiian Baker Mayfield. He's Miami's version of Baker Mayfield. So then Miami should move on from him. Because you're ready to cut Baker Mayfield. So just both are both are hurt this year. Um when I make that comparison, you yeah, you bring up a good point. Um I don't know if I'm like if I had to choose in a lineup between Baker Mayfield or Tua, I'll ask you this. Baker Mayfield, and it's really not close at this point. Hmm. Baker's done more. I mean, Tua, the problem with Tua is he came off that hip injury when he mm-hmm. came out of college. A lot of questions. A lot of question marks. This has nothing to do with football. I don't like left-handed quarterbacks. Like, I just, it looks funny on TV. Mm-hmm. Again, this has nothing to do with talent or ability. Just my own personal, like, weird pet peeve. Um, no, it's um, how many left-handed quarterbacks have won a Super Bowl? Steve Young, 49ers. See the only one. Give it up on Google. No, I just won. I mean, that's one more than I would have thought of. Mark Brunel never got there. He's the only other good left-handed quarterback I can think of. You're going to Google this. There's going to be like seven of them. There's no way. Was Joe Montana left-handed? No. San Francisco did not go back-to-back quarterbacks. That were left-handed. I don't think so. Has a left-handed. Okay, here. We got it. Left-handed quarterbacks. Ken Stabler of the Oakland Raiders won Super Bowl 11. You are correct. Steve Young won a handful of them, didn't he? Also won. Um, that's it. So two. Two left-handed quarterbacks have won a Super Bowl. Boomer Esiason? Yeah, he's an announcer now, broadcaster. Oh, really? Yeah, CBS. 
Uh, He's on the CBS uh, like pregame show. Oh, okay. He, uh, like blonde hair. Now he's older, but off to off to keep my eye out for him. The boomer thing sounds familiar, but um, he was a left-handed quarterback who played against Steve Young in a Super Bowl. So there were two left-handed quarterbacks playing in the same game in the Super Bowl. Dang. Fun fact. Interesting. Um, those are the only, so Ken Stabler and Steve Young, the only two quarterbacks to win a Super Bowl. And I guess there was a third that made it there. Um, so you're onto something there. Maybe. So to bring it back to Tua, I, I don't, I don't know. I, it's, it's still too early. I think in the second season, if things don't improve next year though, it's definitely time to move on. Like next year is a huge year for Tua in a lot of different ways. Um, this off season, you'll see Miami probably tied to every quarterback potential move. Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. I think they're going to be in on everybody who could be moving, whether it's via trade or hitting the free agency market. Because I don't, I don't think they're sold on Tua either. So no, I mean you were thinking about bringing in Watts. Another team, yeah, that thought about Watson. And to be honest, legal troubles aside, it would make a lot of sense. Would make a ton of sense, and that team would be. Th- think about that. Next year, you got Buffalo, who's still going to be good. You figure the Patriots are only going to get better as Mac gets more playing time. And then you have a Deshaun Watson Miami team with that defense. That might be the toughest division in football next year, if that were the case. Yeah. And an up-and-coming, I mean, Jalen Waddell looking great this year as well. So that was my next on the topics here for the Dolphins. I, I'm i not going to talk about Waddle the player. I do not like that Waddle trade. So they moved up in the draft last year. So they had the third pick. They traded out of that with the 49ers. And they moved back up to the sixth pick. They swapped with the Eagles. Uh, so Miami got the sixth pick and a 156 pick, which is like a fifth rounder, for the 12th, 123rd pick, and then a first-round pick this year. So they gave up two first-rounders for a first, essentially, to move up. I think they moved up like six spots last year. I don't think a wide receiver is worth that. Hmm. And and it it's just like it's one of those positions that I just don't like – got to be a pretty special wide receiver, I think, to warrant that type of draft capital, in my humble opinion. Yeah, I mean, wide receiver and, and, and Waddle could be great. I'm not. This has nothing to do with Waddle. I just think of the value of that position. I don't think it's worth trading up that high to get that player. You have to be sure. You got to be Calvin Johnson. You got to be Justin Jefferson. Yeah, who went 18th? To prove my point a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, man. No, I don't. I don't like the trade. No, I'm with you. Um, it would be intriguing. I mean. Deshaun Watson coming in, who knows what they do with like a Will Fuller who has been such a disappointment. Yeah. 
Um, like the guy just can't stay healthy, but I mean, there would be some chemistry there coming with a guy like Waddle, uh, Devonte Parker just continues to like underperform. Like the guy's a breakout candidate every year. The one guy they got to bring back to help that receiving, uh, is Gusecki. Tight end. Yep. He's in a contract year. Um, Got to bring him back, especially with a young quarterback. Young quarterbacks love tight ends. Yeah, he's an athletic big dude too. Plus, big target. you know, Tua doesn't really like flip the ball down the field too much. They kind of like that old, what I would call like almost like West Coast style, get the ball out quick, and tight ends are so valuable in that type of offense. Mm-hmm. The good news for the Dolphins they have $75 million in cap space to play with. Wow. So next year they are the number one team in terms of available money. And I think, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be finding quarterback first and then they're probably going to spend some serious money. I think they need to shore up their offensive line in terms of needs. I think they got to keep Tua on his feet, especially with his injury history or whoever may be potentially that quarterback. Um, but they're, they're not going to have a shortage of money to come in and bring bring in some players. So what are you looking at for players to resign this year? Gasecki was the one I had. Only one? Yeah. Do you have more? Nope. Uh, I think I agree with you. What about biggest need? I think it's I think it's offensive line. You could depending on your thoughts on Tua, you could make quarterback that need. The good news for the Dolphins, other than just pure cap space, even with them trading that first round pick, they still have a first round draft choice this year. Um right now they have the number twenty pick uh that's coming from San Francisco as part of the trade up from from Trade Lance. So they got draft capital, they have money to spend. I think they're going to it's going to be interesting to watch what they do this offseason. I think they have an opportunity. And they could be a potential playoff team, which is just nuts considering where they were. I mean, they were in the sweepstakes for the number 1 overall draft pick. Mm-hmm. And now they're potentially playoff team. What about running back? Miles Gaskin has showed up a little bit in Miami. A little bit. Um they also have Philip Lindsay on the roster uh so philip Lindsay is in a contract here miles gaskin is signed through next year again i think you can find cheaper options at the running back position through the draft that's where i would go with that Mm -hmm. i don't think either of those guys are like oh we Got to get this guy back. Salvin Ahmed is another wide receiver or another running back on the on the roster. Never heard of that guy. Malcolm Brown, who's apparently hurt, also a running back on the roster. Uh, that that might be a need. Lynn Bowden, running back on the roster, signed through twenty twenty four. Um. Yeah. Weird. I don't know. Interesting. Gaskin's having a great, I mean, 
as far as running backs Miami go, I think he's 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 the guy. Everyone's favorite team. Should we finish it off here? The New York Jets. My favorite thing about the Jets, anytime you got five minutes to spare. So back before they started moving the NFL draft to different cities, it was always in New York, right? It was always at the same theater. They always did in the same spot. Mm-hmm. There is like a montage. If you just search like New York Jets fans reactions to picks, because like the Jets have had some doozies. Like they've they've drafted fullbacks in the first round. <laughs> they've drafted like so like you know you get like the commissioner up there and with the first overall pick the New York Jets select and then they whoever it was and then just the Jets fans just booing the pick <laughs> just absolutely letting the Jets hear about it and nobody in New England has a filter in New York has a filter. Oh, no. So They're going to let you hear about it. Oh, yeah. Lay right into you. It's one of my favorite things to do during draft time is to, like, search it because it's just – it's so funny. <laughs> as as not a Jets fan, it's hilarious. Oh, man. So this Jets team, um, struggle, 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 struggle. Um, 27th in points scored, 32nd in points against. Um, you know, Pro Football Focus has them kind of the same way 30th overall 27th on offense 32nd on defense my my notes on the jets are zach wilson question mark um i hate to pick on a rookie and he doesn't have a lot around him but that and he was hurt and he's hurt it's too early to give up on a guy you drafted second overall. But at the same time, you could see them kind of do what the Cardinals did where they drafted Josh Rosen, and then the very next year they drafted Kyler Murray. Mm-hmm. I could see the Jets draft another quarterback. I could totally see it. Um, their big move has been the Jamal Adams trade. We have mentioned it with the Seahawks when we went through them. We mentioned it earlier today. Um They've done pretty well so far. So they traded Jamal Adams for two first-round picks. The first was uh, Elijah Vera Tucker, a guard. Uh, They drafted last year. They love him. He's having a really nice rookie season. Uh, In this year's draft, the Seahawks, they continue to – the Seahawks struggle. They lost to the Bears today. I don't know if you saw that. Um, I did not. So that draft pick just keeps getting better. So the Jets will own, if the season ended today, the fourth overall pick and the eighth overall pick. So they have a little dangerous. They have an opportunity there to get some playmakers in. Oh, God. Do I wish that we could add to that montage next year? Again? Well, we might. Um, But, you know, a team with draft capital like that, if the Packers are serious about trading, Aaron Rodgers? Don't. (laughs) <laughs> another Green Bay quarterback to I'm just saying team's got two first round picks in the top 10 another team would be the Giants with picks four and five the other team would be the Philadelphia Eagles who have three first round picks those would be my three teams that are on Aaron Rodgers trade watch list mm-hmm. I'd, I'd think about Jalen Hurts I don't think you'd get Jalen Hurts I think you would just get three first round draft picks mm-hmm. Jordan loves the guy yep 
So, uh, sighing, rolling my eyes, and closing my eyes and rolling them all at the same time. Yeah, uh, be interesting to see what happens with him. Um, I mentioned Corey Davis earlier. The Jets they they always seem to want to bring in playmakers before they're ready to have playmakers. Like, I think Corey Davis in the right system is worth twelve and a half million dollars a year. Uh, that, that system's not the Jets. They're not ready for it. I'd like to see them stop spending money on wide receivers and, you know, beef up their offensive and defensive lines. And they need major help at the linebacker position. Elijah's Mo- uh, Elijah Morris having having a year. He's hurt, um, but but he's been a breakout at the wide wide receiver position and. In New York. I mean, as far as New York Jets wide receivers go. Yeah. I just think it's the wrong place to invest right now. Where where would you invest? Oh, you said Offensive, defensive line, and then linebacker. I mean, they just... The problem is they need... They have so many holes um, that they just need a lot of help. They have $52 million in cap for next year, so they do have some cash to spend. They do have the draft, which is a good place to rebuild as long as you use those picks correctly and don't draft fullbacks in the first round. So, you know, they had an opportunity there. They got some opportunities for sure. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting. A player they must resign. I'm going to go with uh, Marcus May. Safety. Safety is like the one position they've done a decent job <laughs> picking. Jamal Adams was a solid pick. They turned him into two first-rounders. Uh, Marcus May, uh, we're looking, spot track's looking at a $13.2 million, which would be fourth among free safeties uh, in terms of total value or average annual value. They'll probably bring him back. They've done a decent job drafting safeties. Yeah, not too bad. Um, player for me, and they just brought him in from New Orleans. Sheldon Rankins. So he signed through next year. He's on a team friendly deal. Two years, eleven million. Um but he's having a hell of a year this year. Especially comparatively so. He had a he had a big twenty eighteen with Nola. Eight sacks that year. He's a he's defensive tackle. Um this year having having one of one of the best years that he's had um and on a team friendly deal so i i i think he's someone that that you look to bring back i don't know if that i have no idea what the defensive tackle nose tackle position looks like what that market looks like for them um but if you're elite i would imagine there's money there it's good money too um, you can make some money there for sure. Uh, he he would be the one person that I think uh, I think you're looking at to bring back. Okay. Anything else on the Jets? Just, I mean, I, I wish I, that there were. I, I, I know. But it's there. There are promising aspects to the Jets. I think their running game with Michael Carter looks good. But I agree with you. I think an investment in their offensive line would be great. 
it's just you're you're in a division with Buffalo, the Patriots, like you're and and even Miami, like you're you're just not even close. Like it's a it's a two team race. It, maybe maybe Miami if if they make the right moves in the off season. I think I think there might be some a couple couple dark years in New York. Been a lot of dark years in New York, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. All right. You want to do the Monday night prediction here? And then wrap it up with the top five? Yes, sir. All right. So uh I didn't take notes last week. What what happened last Monday? You said you went three and one. Mm-hmm. Who did you have versus who did I have? See if I, I can. legitimately cannot remember. No, no that worries. seems like forever ago. So last week, the games that we are talking about, um, and last week was kind of a weird week with with some of the COVID yeah. like postponements. It, like the Tuesday to the Thursday the, turnaround time. It was two so Monday quick. games. Like one Monday game was like a 4 p.m. game or something. Yes. <laughs> um, so the Monday, the, the early Monday game uh, was... Cleveland and Las Vegas, which came down to a final kick. Yeah, and I picked Cleveland, didn't I? You did. Yeah. Um, I had Las Vegas, uh, which won, but honestly, it came down to a kick, and Cleveland yep. was winning at that time. Um, the other Monday night game, which looked like a freaking high school football game, Vikings Bears and I don't I don't know what I was thinking because I have Chicago circled um yeah you had Minnesota I have Minnesota that was that was the one game I won right uh I saw a lot of people complaining about the Bears Vikings game on Monday night I want everybody to remember in February when football's done you're gonna wish you could watch Chicago and Minnesota play so how about we all just be grateful that football's around this is true. And we stopped complaining about uh, that god-awful game. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, was there... When did Washington and Philly play? Tuesday, along with the Rams. So there were two games. Okay. Two Tuesday games, two Monday games. So the Tuesday game was Rams-Seahawks. Which I believe we both took LA. Yeah. Um, oh, so then I was two and two. <laughs> yeah. If yep, if you took the Rams, um, and then Washington and Philly was the other game. I don't know who you took. Mm, I don't remember either. I'll have to go back and re-listen. Mm-hmm. But you took Philly. What's going on with Washington right now? They're falling apart at the absolute wrong time. I mean, fifty-six to seven today, and your players are punching each other in the face. I love, I love Not that. a great look. Can I just say I love sideline drama in the NFL? As long as it's not your team. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. Uh, like it's funny to watch OBJ fight with a kicking net when OBJ is not on your team. One of my favorite videos. Yes. Uh, or like any wide receiver, like a Terrell Owens comes to mind. Like, I want the ball. Give me the ball. Like, yeah, that's gold. <laughs> um, okay, so 
Monday night football prediction for this week is what's the lineup? We've got Miami, New Orleans. New um, Orleans is playing a quarterback that I think they found at the local Walmart. Yep. Uh he's Goodwill special. He's in the layaway yeah. rack. Um Yeah. Uh, no <laughs> offense to that guy. No. But they literally Winston's out for the year. Hill and Simeon both have COVID, I believe. Or or one of them's hurt and one of them has COVID. Yeah. I I think Taysom Hill might actually like legitimately be hurt. Okay. And then Simeon's got COVID? I think so. So they're on their fourth quarterback. The Dolphins are hot. So, yes. Nola coming off of a Robert Ofer. Huge win. That was the first time Brady's been shut out in his career. I'm almost positive of that. Really? Why do I why do I want to say it was a th- the third time maybe or maybe it was like the first time in like 250 games or something yeah like like a ridiculous span um i remember us talking about this and i remember googling it and i don't want to misspeak it was 255 consecutive games oh jesus second longest streak by a quarterback of all time drew Brees went his entire career without being shut out good for that guy 304 games wow um yeah, so Nola's coming off of like a they're they're hot. That defense has to be I mean like that defense is legit. Yeah. Con- confidence there is uh is one hundred. Um This could be though, if you did not like the Bears Vikings game last week, low scoring. That that could be this game. Definitely some offensive struggles here. But I mean, it won't be for a lack of effort. Both teams still with playoff shots. They're they're both on playoff bubbles here. In so, the hunt. Yeah, I think there will be some uh, some promising action tomorrow night. Who do you have, Alex? Nope, I'm going to make you go first. Oh, you're going to make me go first. Um, and I will pick the opposite because I really don't have a strong opinion on this game. Okay. Uh, I think... I, I mean, you need a quarterback to win a game. Um, I love you, Nola. Uh, love Alvin Kamara. I think I think there's going to be a heavy dose of Alvin Kamara tomorrow. Yeah, I agree. Um, with that said, go Dolphins. Go Dolphins. All right, I'll take the Saints. Just beat the the Bucks last week. All I right. love it. Uh, Miami is favored in this game. Slightly, but Miami is favored in this game. Are they at home? It's in NOLA. Ooh. Favored on the road. No quarterback, bro. They got a friggin'. I know. Yeah, they've got a Macklemore, like, thrift shopping quarterback. (laughs) That is certainly tough. But it'll be a good game. Both both teams are on the playoff bubble. Um, still, still some things to play for. Cool. Heard it here first. Should we get to the top five? Let's do it. So this week on the top five, given that it is the Christmas spirit, top five Christmas gifts as a child. 
So what were you hoping Santa was bringing? Oh, and I'm realizing, so I wrote down six. Ooh, you can, um, have, you can have a wild card or a tie. <clears throat> I've broken the rules, I think, on every one of these top five lists. So. I love it. Well, I'm breaking the rules this week then, buddy. All right. Well, since you have an extra one, why don't you go first? Cool. Who's, uh, who's 5A? <laughs> uh, let me start with 5B. Okay. The Gigapet. The Gigapet. The, the, the oh, I know the Tama- Gigapet. The, yeah, the Tamaguchi. Tamagotchi, yes. Yeah, that that guy. Bruh, I would go in grade school into the back coat room, into my backpack, and check on my Gigapet who just like shit all over himself because I hadn't checked him in yeah. so long. Yeah. Uh, starving and like usually dead and I'd have to start over the next day. Um, but oh man, was I addicted to that. So for those that are listening that don't know, because you guys are either too old or too young, um, Gigapet, oh man, like if you put your palm out, smaller than the size of your palm, had four little buttons, um, and like it was just this digital pet that you had to feed, clean up after, do whatever. Um, I don't know if my parents got it. Cause I always wanted a dog. Um, and hey, here you go, young Michael. This is <laughs> this is even better than a real dog, right? Here's an electronic dog that won't like tear up the house. I no clue, but I freaking love mine for like two months, and then never play with it again. I'm sure. Yep. Probably yep. still in your condo somewhere. Uh, I highly doubt that, <laughs> uh, but maybe. Um, <laughs> So yeah, starved for twenty plus years. Right, <laughs> right. Uh, so that's my yeah, that's it's my five A, uh, five no five B, five A. Legos, bro. Classic. You can't go wrong with a good set of Legos. No, I mean any Lego. Just don't step on them. Oof. Any yes. Lego set. Luckily, Jordan's Legos are still the real big ones. I am mm. terrified. When we move to the legit ones, because you, those things can get lost in a rug, and then you are just screaming. And given your condition right now, <laughs> I I I'm a little bit beat up right now. I'm old. <laughs> I don't like to admit it. Having oh. some back issues, but I think we really need the camera. A for bloopers. Um, B just for every one of you to see our ugly faces. But C, uh, the way Alex has been moving. Oh, it's bad. There's nothing worse than a back injury. There really isn't. Like everything's connected. Like I can't walk. Mm-hmm. Like laying is uncomfortable after a yes. certain period of time. You've Sitting in these chairs for full, two plus hours. Full disclosure: you've you've stood and sat numerous times yeah, during this podcast. Just trying to keep it loose. Um. Yeah. Those. I mean. But Legos are great. Yep. So number five for you. Number five for me. Heelys. I'm coming out strong this week. Dude. The Heelys. That is so good. Were legit. I I remember. uh, You got a pair? I always wanted a pair. I did, but so luckily for me, uh, I have a January birthday. So if I didn't get something in Christmas, I had a real good shot of getting it a month later. So I never got them for Christmas. I I had a friend growing up, Sean Vega. 
and he got a pair of Heelys for Christmas. And that kid rolled into school. Coolest kid in school. Oh, my God. Just cruising the hallways, rolling on his heels. So, again, for for the young folks out there, these were like half tennis shoe, half roller skate, where there was a wheel in the heel that you could, like, drop down and, like, just cruise. Oh, man. I wanted those things so bad. And you have – so, I'm just thinking about your parents' house. You guys have a solid little hill there. Oh, for the driveway? Yeah. Yeah, which is like just screaming for a broken arm in January because that thing gets icy. And goes into an intersection. And then you go to like stop and then there's a wheel on your foot now. <laughs> so got to be careful on the Heelys in Franklin. Oh, that is such a good number five. How is that not number one? Oh, I got some good ones, too. Yeah, clear. I mean, I'm excited to hear it. All right. I'm going to bring it right back. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite gifts growing up was a snowboard. Um, That's fair. I got a K2 snowboard. Um, shitty part about that snowboard is it actually got stolen. Christmas Mountain in the Dells. Someone jacked it, which sucked. Um, but that was cool, like being like 10-year-old Alex and then waking up and then having a snowboard on the Christmas tree. Like, You got it stolen? Yeah, at Christmas Mountain in the Dells. Like broke little Alex's heart. Fuck you to whoever stole that snowboard. Yeah, no kidding, man. Like anywhere. How old were you? uh, Still in like middle school. Probably like seventh grade, eighth grade, something like that. Wow. 13, 12 years old, something like that. Hope that guy steps on Legos, dude. Oh, yeah, for sure. (laughs) So. Oh, man. Number four for me, the Razor Scooter. The OG Razor Scooter. That's my Um, number three. Nice. Uh, That, dude, you could could do a little ollie on that thing. Oh, yeah. If... If mine Hop were still off it, around, gave it a little tailspin. Oh, I, I could never do the full tailspin. Oh, and I like couldn't either. But on. you just like jump jump off on one foot, give it a then, kick, yep. and then jump back on. Um, how about when that thing hit your shins? <laughs> <laughs> I hope the guy who stole my snowboard yes. <laughs> steps on Legos and, and gets then, hit in the shin with a razor scooter. Yes, yes, right, like, right on that like circle ankle bone. Yep, right here. Yep. Oh, in winter. <laughs> when it's like sub-zero temperatures too. Oh man, yeah, um, that is a pain that I would not wish on my worst enemy. Dude, I ground the shit out of curbs on my Razor scooter. Oh yeah. Dude, the one thing I always wanted was like some uh curb wax. Mm-hmm. Not that I could ever like grind it, but I always thought I could. Oh, and just like wax those curbs a little yep, bit. Yep. Slide on them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I i actually remember asking my parents uh if they had candles that they weren't gonna use <laughs> i was just gonna <laughs> i was just gonna say knowing your parents i could totally see ed <laughs> like you want wax here <laughs> here's a candle go go burn it down no i couldn't get a candle dude like all of them were those reli- are hot commodity in the religious candles <laughs> those uh, are hot commodities in the corwin house so a slightly off topic a a huge but like super dark polish tradition for christmas is parents 
will light two stick candles, just normal candles in candle holders at the same time. Dad gets a candle, mom gets a candle, whatever burns down first. You take note of that and it's supposed to be a it's supposed to be symbolic to who dies first. As a parent, I grew up with that. Not exclusive to my family. That is <laughs> that is a Polish tradition. That is morbid. Is that the darkest thing to a child? And like you, you hear it as a kid, so you're like, "Oh, dad's candles lower, mom's candles lower." <laughs> what? What is, what? The, what is the point of this? What? Like, like hey, uh, <laughs> let's <laughs> brace yourself. Yeah, mom, mom's gonna be gone uh, soon. Like that's what? awful. Or, or like there could just be a draft and like you sit in the same spot probably every holiday. So like there could be a draft coming in and like one candle could really be cut down. God, that's awful. Um, So they needed their candles. <laughs> Big deal. <laughs> your, your parents are sticking extra wicks in their stick candles and unreal. Right. Yeah. Oh man, that's awful. Um, where are we at? Number three? You're number three, yep. My number three. Do you remember the X-Brain yo-yo? The Yo-Mega X-Brain? No, I don't. What? Dude, I waited in line for that thing at Toys R Us. <laughs> Toys R Us? Yeah, R.I.P. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Jeffrey the Giraffe. G-E-O-F-F. Jeffrey. Geoffrey. <laughs> um x-brain yo-yo so this thing not just your your run-of-the-mill yo-yo so this thing was a smart yo-yo before anything smart was a thing um so for those of you that yo-yo go down (laughs) all of you let's be honest yeah i mean for the most part everyone knows how yo-yo works right like you go down like spins and then like at some point you need to bring it back up you gotta sleep it yep Sleep it, but then like you need to wake wake that bitch up yep. before like <laughs> before it it dies to bring it back up. Uh, X brain had it was a smart yo yo, so it would sense and it had a trigger when it got too sleepy, and it would just come up automatically. Not great if you're into the tricks. No, like if you're gonna like walk the dog, or what was the one through the triangle? Oh, the baby cradle. Yeah, if you're going to rock the cradle, not great to have your yo-yo wake up on its own. Or you just sleep it real hard. So that was that was my workaround. It's like you could, yeah, dude, dude, you sleep that bitch real good. Um and then like you have plenty of time. But yeah, it would it would auto auto come back up. I waited in line for the blue one. Man, I don't remember that like at all. Oh, maybe it was just like my grade school that did that. But I remember it was a huge deal when I found one. And I like had to beg my parents. That's hilarious. For an X-Brain yo-yo. All right. Well, my number three was also the Razor scooter. Um, yeah. What a great scooter. Uh, the wheelie bar. Had to have the wheelie bar on there. Needed it. Needed it. Uh, so much speed. You might not. I mean, you could just top out right like yeah fall back but that wheelie bar was like just the easy button for wheelies just step on that thing and yeah. you're golden um all right number two 
the Game Boy. Nice. Specifically, Pokemon Red version. Oh, red. Red. Yep, I'm a that's, red guy. That's the o- that's the OG. Red and blue were the two OG ones. Yellow was next. <clears throat> now I think there's like one Gold, for every color. Silver, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yellow was the Pikachu special version where instead of picking, you know, one of the three main ones you you got Pikachu like on like on TV. I was a big Pokemon kid. So like Game Boy, honestly, I thought about putting Pokemon cards here. Those were huge. Would love those on that on that list. Funny you say that. Um, but man, that Game Boy was legit. So in bes- fact, I still have a Game Boy Color and I still have Pokemon. Do you have the link? I've played it in the last twelve months. Do you have the link cable, bro? Uh, to trade or uh, to battle? I I did. I don't know if I still have it. Well, I'm just gonna let you know. My level ninety nine Mewtwo. See, gonna it, fuck you up, yeah, bro. But see, like, you were that guy who did the rare candy. No, dude, that's so Mewtwo is an OG. I did rare candy on other ones. Yeah. <laughs> where where your Pokemon don't even have a level; they just have the question mark because you you, you, <laughs> you, you they're the Mark Maguires and the and the Barry Bonds of the Pokemon world, where you just juiced them to the tits. <laughs> Zero experience points. Yeah. Level ninety nine. Yeah, yeah, rolling in. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, these are going to get pretty similar here at the end, I see. Um, my number two, Game Boy Color. Okay. Yep. Um, if we need to know the color of my Game Boy, it was see-through purple because they were so hot. They were a hot commodity. Um, they were so hard to find. Think about, like, from a technology standpoint. Way the, ahead of their time. The first colored screen that you had, like, interactive games on. Which... Color is funny. It's a strong word, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. but s- still. Are there any other games that you played on that Game Boy? Uh, yes. Um, Tetris. Yep. Classic. I, yep. Um, there was there was a Madden, or maybe not Madden. There was definitely a football game. Mm-hmm. Probably not Madden. I think Madden came later. I had a Mega Man. Mega Man. Yeah. I mean, Super Mario. Yeah, that um, one was there. I had a handful of them. Pokemon was by Pokemon far. Pokemon was I mean, where I spent all my time. Yeah, I don't think I ever took that game out, to be honest. No. No. Number one? For me? Yep. Pokemon cards, bro. Okay. Hands down. Those were legit. Uh, I, I remember the frenzies of, like, black friday doors opening and like we have pokemon cards we have an entire pokemon starter pack like you get this many hollow cards yes um build your deck are you gonna have a theme deck like fire deck right yeah grass deck oh and then how much of a buzzkill was it when like you'd open and like you get like four freaking energy cards in there or something uh Or, or like your hologram is like Jigglypuff or some yeah, shit. Friggin' Kirby. Yeah. <laughs> Chansey. <laughs> Chansey. <laughs> we um, need to do a special Pokemon we do. podcast. Do you still have your Pokemon cards? No. I don't. Well, I shouldn't say that they could still be at my parents' house, like in the basement somewhere. You need to find those, bro. I could tell you that if I went through their stuff, they were in white binders. Boom. You need to find those white binders. Uh, 
did you see uh, Jake Paul, you know, the YouTuber who's gone, you know, into the boxing realm? Um, he walked out with a $250,000 Charizard card. Hollow Charizard. Yeah, around his... Uh, so... Uh, around his neck. I'll still never forget. I got a Hollow Charizard. I traded in a summer camp with a kid. I don't remember the trade. I gave up two hollows. I think one was like a Hitmonlee or something. Lame. I know. And like no name holographic dudes, right? Like Gengar maybe was the other one. I yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> but I ended up getting a hollow Charizard second edition. Mm. Uh wasn't a first. Um but I ended up selling that card on eBay um years ago. And I thought I had made like a decent amount of money. Sold it for a hundred dollars. Yeah, nice. Um, and at the time, I was like, <laughs> "Dude, made out like a bandit." I don't actually know if I did anymore. Yeah, those things have like really strong nostalgic value. Uh, what is your number one? My number one, the PlayStation Two. Oh, yeah, that is surprising. That I mean, we had Game Boy, but no other like desktop consoles. Yeah, you know, uh, The Sims came to mind. Do you remember the computer game? Of course. I wasted a lot of hours. Rosebud, like semicolon exclamation point. (laughs) I don't remember that. No? No. Unlimited money, bro. Oh, see, you were all about cheating these games. (laughs) Uh, But The Sims, I spent a lot of time on. They were almost on this list. Um but PlayStation 2. And Is like Sp- uh, Spyro the Dragon. I never got into it. Uh, I was into that game for a while because it was like one of those games that would come. Like It was like that and like Crash Bandicoot would like come with the console when you bought it so like you could play a game right oh, away. Nice. Um, yeah, dude. Love those games. So was, and then, was Spyro like an adventure game? You were literally a dragon <clears throat> and... Um, like all of the other dragons were like frozen by this bad guy. So you had to like go around these different levels and like there were like missions and stuff, but you had to like basically unfreeze or unthaw the other dragons. Um, <laughs> explaining this? Simpler times. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, but then like on PlayStation, just every sports game, FIFA, yeah. Madden, yeah. NHL, NBA. It didn't matter. It was like not 2K. It was like NBA Live. NCA football. Yeah. Back in those days before, you know, players, you know. When it was like running back 34. Yeah. QB1. Yep. But you could run the option. Because that was like the first game where you could run the option because they didn't have it in Madden. Like mm-hmm. That was the shit. So, yes. That needs to be a top five. I was an only kid, so I spent a lot of time playing video games. Uh, same, bro. Um. For those of you that know us, you know this. For those of you that don't, um, Alex and I have epic and elite NFL Blitz matchups. I did think about N64 on this list. Um, that was, I mean, that was hot. Too. But I but I also never had an N64 growing up. Oh, really? I was always a PlayStation. I had a Sega Genesis before PlayStation. And then once PlayStation came out, I, I've had PlayStation all the way. Up through college. 
did we think of a new top five? Electronics. Top top five game consoles? Maybe. At some point. St- stay tuned. Yes. So, yeah, that rounds out my, my top five. Is there a way for for like listeners to add comments? Yeah, I mean, shoot me a Twitter, a tweet, a tweeter. Shoot me a Twitter. Shoot me a Twitter. Oh, man, this goes perfectly with your back pain. Um, (laughs) And I'm your age, so I I don't even know that. (laughs) It's just his... Face space. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, that is a perfect, perfect segue. Yeah, well, find us on Twitter. Shoot me a note. Say, hey, here's a new top five. I did get a top five from a listener today. Shout out Tom Brightlow at Christmas. He's like, hey... This would be a good top five. And I said, you're right. It would be. Let's do it. It was at this top five? Yes, it was. Tonight, today's top five. Nice. Yeah, it was a Thanks. good one. Thanks, Tom. Yeah. So if you have if you have good ideas, send them our way. Shoot me a text if you know me. If you don't, Twitter, Impact Sports, Instagram, Impact Sports underscore football, I think. Substack. Mikey's at MRK Mikey on Twitter. Yes, sir. So shoot us a note. Find us. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed it, please share it. I'm trying to grow this thing. We have over 300 streams so far through 10 episodes, which is pretty good. That's exciting, yeah. right? Uh, how long have we been doing this? This is episode 11. So this is our sixth episode. Yeah, six weeks. I, yeah, I don't know what expectations were, but that's exciting. Yeah. So thank you all for listening. Um, um, happy holidays. And, yeah, Merry Christmas. Um, there, there may be a surprise podcast this week. Yeah, we got a little downtime maybe this week. Maybe we'll close out. I thought this was going to be a quick one because we're only doing the AFC. We didn't even do two divisions. We're still at two twenty-five. God, Jesus! You and I cannot shut up. We just love hearing just ourselves talk. Uh-huh. Well, I think it's the headphones. Yeah. 100%. So Mike and I got new podcast headphones <laughs> and we're just giddy about it. Just like hearing ourselves, literally like hearing ourselves talk. We, uh, we bought a lot of toys <laughs> this past week. Um, yes. So yeah, thank you guys for listening. Happy holidays. Um, whatever you celebrate or don't celebrate, you filthy animals. Yeah, hopefully you enjoyed some time off, some cocktails, some family, some mm-hmm. gifts. Uh, Alex will talk to you for sure before the new year so yeah won't won't wish you a new year there um if i'm not here happy new year guys oh you missed the opportunity for the like greatest dad joke ever mm. see you next year like oh, uh, I, won't, I won't talk to you guys again until next year oh i'm not a father yeah so i am i'll get there i'll get there but thank you for for adding the color there so if i don't see you i'll see you next year there we go i love it <laughs> i love it <laughs> all right everybody Thanks for listening. Later, guys. Later.